Welcome to Parsha in Progress. I'm Abigail Pogrebin, author of My Jewish Year. And I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, president of Yeshivat Chovavei Torah Rabbinical School. And we are two different Jews talking about the same Torah together. Hello, Dov Linzer. Hello, Abby. And here we are in Vaera. And I appeared. And I appeared. And what appeared? God appeared to the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but has not made true his promise yet to give them the land that they traveled in. And now God is saying, I'm appearing to you. I'm going to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. I'm going to make true my promises. And how is he going to bring them out of Egypt? Through the The plagues. The plagues, the 10 plagues. We all remember dropping our wine on our plates, never (laughs) licking our pinky. Um, 10 plagues. Before we get to the plagues, let's just talk about Pharaoh is kind of facing off with Aaron and Moses, right? Like, yes. You think you've got tricks, I've got tricks. Mm-hmm. So on, in, in verse 7, 9, this is God speaking. Yeah. When Pharaoh speaks to you, that you, Moses and Aaron, brothers, right. and says, produce your marvel, you shall say to Aaron, that's you, Moses, shall yes. say to Aaron, take your rod and cast it down before Pharaoh. It shall turn into a serpent. Yes. So basically God's saying, this is what you're going to do. You're going to tell Aaron to throw the rod down. It's going to turn into a snake. Pharaoh's going to be scared. Yeah. He's going to see like God is here. This is what God can do. And it goes on in 7, 8. So Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh and did just as the Lord had commanded. Aaron cast down his rod in the presence of Pharaoh and his courtiers, and it turned into a serpent. Mm -hmm. Then Pharaoh, for his part, summoned the wise men and the sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians in turn did the same with their spells. Each cast down his rod and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed their rods. Like, I'm not going to say it, but it's like whose rod is more powerful? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at one level, it's just, is this really a God that has sent you that I should listen to? Or is it just a magic trick? Well, I I think more, it seems small bore to me. Mm -hmm. Like, why are they playing with magic tricks? You know, God has power. Why does God need to, in some way, make it tangible. Why start with the small Yeah, stuff? and why and why do you even have to need to waste time with like well, lots give of Pharaoh, snakes? Give Pharaoh a chance to listen before he starts getting whacked over the head with the plague. But does God really think that Pharaoh's going to let the people go, the Israelites go because of this... Snake trick? The snake trick? I suppose not. I suppose not. I mean, I think at some level, and I think you had said something to me like this, that there's also a question of a contest. If God is sending his prophets and Pharaoh is sending his magicians. It's who's the real power? Who's the real king? Who's the real God? This idea of this contest is the Torah constantly says, Israelites are slaves to me because I took them out or servants to me because I took them out of Egypt, the house of bondage. So I think there's this question, who are we slaves to or servants to? To, you know, an earthly king or to divine king? Whose tricks, you know, are matter? Like when human beings do things that look amazing and magical, it's nonsense. You know, when we're, God is our king. I think that this sense of the human and divine contest is a very powerful read of the verses. And that question gets answered very quickly with the plagues, right? Exactly. So Pharaoh does not bend, and ultimately God has to, like, send in the the, the big guns. (laughs) And what do you think are the purpose of the plagues? Can we stop there for a moment? Well, how would you end the sentence? God brought 10 plagues on Egypt so that, in order to terrify the people. So that they would free the, the So they would Israelites. free the Israelites. Like, let them go already because we can't endure this. 
So you think it was to pressure them to free the Israelites, but then why does God say he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart in order to bring the plagues, to forestall that response? Well, you're saying we have to first explain that, that God does that, and God does that more than once. Right. That every time it feels like a plague might do the trick, Right. suddenly Pharaoh's heart is hardened, and right. he decides, nope, I'm changing my mind, I'm not letting them go. Exactly. So that confuses me, and I bring it to my Seder table year after year. <laughs> if God is hardening Pharaoh's heart, it is ultimately meaning God has a hand in Pharaoh's stubbornness. So in a way, is, is Pharaoh culpable? If God is forestalling the response of freeing the Israelites by hardening Pharaoh's heart, why is God bringing the plagues? It would have done the trick. So what's the purpose of hardening the This is the God's heart? show. Okay. The deliverance has to have a major buildup for it to be remembered the way oh, it's going okay. to be remembered. The Exodus is going to be the seminal event ah. of our people. So it can't just be a snake from a rod, and it can't just be frogs mm. or hail. Mm. So that's actually, so the purpose of this is to make an impression on us, that this becomes the most powerful foundational moment for us, that we remember the story of the 10 plagues. Certainly you would not have had the movie The Ten Commandments were it not for all of these plagues. So that's really important. It's not- And if it were two plagues, right. I'm not sure that it would be a seminal- So it's really not about the Egyptians. It's about ultimately freeing us and making this- our foundational narrative and our foundational story. Do you think there might be an element that it's there also to punish the Egyptians for all of their having enslaved us? Absolutely. I mean, are you basically saying that this is owed in some way? Like, they should suffer. Yes. And not just suffer one thing, but suffer 10 things. Ultimately, they're going to suffer what they did to us, right? The killing of the firstborn. Pharaoh and the Egyptians enslaved the Jews for hundreds of years before Moses and Aaron, Aaron coming to, to Pharaoh. Was he enslaving the innocent Israelites? Yes. Should he be punished for that? Yes. Okay, so that punishment is the 10 plagues. We're going to harden his heart because we want him to get his due punishment. Does and that not make sense? Otherwise, he won't get enough punishment. Correct. That's an interesting point. Okay. <laughs> it feels like the drama is the point. Right. So let's go back to that. The drama is the point. It feels that, like we have to, this has to be... A memorable, seared in our memory event. And you know, it actually says that. Can I read a verse that says that? Sure. This is chapter 10, verse 2. Go to Pharaoh, and it says, And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son, or thy child, and their child's child, what things I have done wrought in Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. So the purpose that I am bringing all of these plagues is so that this becomes a living memory for you as a people to pass down from generation to generation. Well, it also becomes a story you're going right. to tell. And a story needs chapters. Right. <laughs> so we're saying now that the plagues have a couple of functions. They're punishing the Egyptians, but they're also really, they're pressuring them to free the Israelites, but they're also really for us, for the drama of the story. Well, for, for us to, to be... have a story to tell. Right. And I would add not just a story to tell, but to learn the messages of faith that God is the true God, God is all powerful. And I'm wondering if that ties into the beginning of our discussion, which is the contest between God and Pharaoh. I mean, we are so likely to, to you know, be more ready to listen to human rulers and human authorities than the divine one. And this contest is you have to learn who the real God is, who the real king is. So maybe that's the idea of 
the messages of the plagues, like learn where the real power resides. God runs the show. Yeah. God runs the show. Don't get distracted by human power. God has the real power. And that's the message you have to pass down to the next generation. Amen. Okay. Shabbat shalom, Abby. Shabbat shalom, Dove. Parsha in Progress is written and hosted by Abigail Pogrebin and Rabbi Dove Linzer. The show is produced by Shira Telushkin and executive produced by Josh Cross and Tablet Magazine. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. We'd be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps more people find us. You can also write or fetch to us at this email, progress at tabletmag.com. Thanks for listening.